Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! We have made it to Friday. Hope you guys are ready for a nice weekend. Hope you watched some football last night, the Hall of Fame game. As we were recording, that's going on right now. So I don't know who's winning or losing. But I know that we all win when there's football on TV. And of course, as you're listening to this, later today... If you follow Sports Talk Mississippi on Twitter, I will have video from an MSU practice of this season. And if you don't follow Sports Talk Mississippi on Twitter, first off, what are you doing? Second off, Look at you. they're still going to practice anyway. Yeah, yeah. even if you don't watch the videos. And we'll have videos. Uh, Coach, is it just Coach Moorhead tonight? I, I forget. Who yes, that is correct. Just the head man and tonight. And we get nobody over the weekend. And then on Monday, we will talk to Keaton Thompson and Tommy Stevens. And Tommy Stevens. Stevens. Talk to them both on the same day. I'm fascinated. May, hopefully we can do it like at the same time, like a weigh-in or something. I want it to be like one of those WWE contract signings. Yeah, just get the table and push them up together. Exactly, exactly. You know, who, who stands in the middle with the suit? When you tore off my shirt, brother, <laughs> you tore off the heart of the Hulkamaniacs out there. <laughs> like when Hogan and Andre, like sign the contract. <laughs> yeah. I'll sign it. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, we get like the Mega Powers or something. <laughs> you got jealous eyes. Yeah, that's what Keaton's saying to Tommy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, jealous eyes. If you wanted to be a quarterback, come at me for the the job. That would be fine. Because <laughs> I beat you. You were part of the madness. Ah, excited. Tommy uh, Stevens is like Scott Hall. The invade, you know, he, he's like yeah. invaded territory. <laughs> You know who I am, <laughs> but you don't know why I'm here. And where, oh, where is John Cohen? Huh? Some, some lineman transfers from Penn State. It's Nash. I got a, a big surprise. Speaking of that, we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, there, there actually is a big surprise going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, well, I hope you guys are still listening. By the way, speaking of listeners, I don't want to give away his name, but I got an email from one of our listeners. Thank you for reaching out to me. Big soccer fan. Said he's far more interested in soccer and Chelsea and Kristen uh, Pulisic than he is MLB. Well, So I, he's I told, one of the three. I told you there was three out there. There's uh, one there's of them. One. I appreciate your, 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 your comments. Yeah, uh, we, we, we do appreciate... All of our fans. That's right. Soccer, MLB, or none of the above. Uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast, we do appreciate you. However you're listening to us, be it at supertalk.fm or on uh, any of the podcast apps that are available to you. We want to give a great shout-out to our friends across the uh, the world in our United States Armed Services. We always appreciate you guys the most taking care of us, watching our back, providing freedom across this great globe of ours. We want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Turn and Spin Ice Cream. You know, as we record, I'm in the window that I can eat. Should I go get a, an ice cream sundae? I mean... Should I do it? It's within the boundaries of the rules. I, and, know, and, and, and People who know me know I'm a man of, of law and order. And, yeah. at least from my vantage point, mm-hmm. you have completely followed this, this diet. I like have you, not you, you, eaten anything outside of my window all week. And, correct me if I'm wrong... You haven't really even inside your window just splurged. No, no. I had uh, what was it on Tuesday? I, I got a frozen pizza and I, I, I but I, I did some wings, but I did them in the air fryer. Yeah. So they were you know not bad for me. I mean, so I think at some point, at mm-hmm. least once a week, you should get a treat of some kind. Look at that right there. So yeah. if that is the treat you yeah. desire, and it's not a bad treat, Ooh. go for it. Might do it. I might have to do that. All right, we'll talk about that 
We'll talk about that on Monday. See if I did it or not. I feel like we're well rounded. You know what? We we complement each other. I'm well very well rounded. You are well rounded, but I, you know, we, we we cover a lot of ground on this show, and a lot of a lot of ground you cover. Soccer, for instance, I couldn't cover. Yeah, uh, I ML, can't do ML, as much BMLB as MLB, you. MLB, you could join in, but you don't. You probably don't. I, I, as I know enough to talk intelligently about it. NFL, I'm kind of like NFL, like mm-hmm. you are MLB. Like I can talk intelligently yeah, about it, but yeah. you're, you're much more into the NFL than I. That's am. why next week when we start the mail back up, and we got a name for it, maybe the rumblings. Yeah, I saw that. I like that. I do too. I like where we're going with because you know that's the you hear the storm before that. Uh, I, we might go with that. I haven't decided yet, but. uh that's why this, this mailbag thing is going to work. See, that's how many times did, did, did Bob have to – I don't know, and yeah. I'd have to jump in anyway. This way, if, I, if you don't know, it's, oh, let me answer this one. There we go. And I'll know what you don't know, and you know what I don't know. So. We're like a married couple. We complete each other. It's all about that balance, Joel. <laughs> it's all about that balance. I may not be Bobby C. yet, No, but I'm gaining. Gaining ground. I, I may never get there. You have to lose ground to be Bobby C. Yeah. <laughs> You got you to take a step back. I, I'm talking about. You got to work less. I'm talking hard. about on the rankings that are written on your heart. Oh well, that's that's. I'm, I'll yeah. never get there, but I'm climbing. We'll see. All right. So today, as we mentioned, uh, camp or uh, has started practices tonight. Uh, the 2019 football season is in full effect. Uh, so that said, a, a little uh, summer tradition we've always done here, going back to the BNB show, and we did it last year on Thunder and Lightning. Are all 22? We are going to rank the starters based on the the the, the criteria I've always used is. How confident am I in that guy? How when you say that guy's name, do I like he's going to be fine, or is it going to be? I have questions about him, or is it? I don't think he's any good. Could be all the way down there. Not I, I look at it, my my twenty two. I don't have a guy where I'm just like I don't think he's any good. Yeah, but I got some questions there towards the bottom. Towards the bottom, we'll get to that. Yep. We also got some recruiting to talk about, so the recruiting song will be blaring uh, shortly. But let's get right into this all twenty two rankings. As practice starts, no better time to do it. And do it. also, speaking of 22, uh, that feels like the number of seconds warning I had to, to put this list together. Yeah. So uh, it, it, He just walked in and was like, just, this is what we're doing. Yeah, he threw me a blank sheet of paper and uh, told me to have at it here. So, uh, you, you know, just disclaimer there. If you hear something and you're like, man, you should have thought about that more. Well, you're probably right. I probably should have. Yeah, I don't feel bad, man. I used to do the same thing to, to, to Bob, and and okay. his, his. I promise you, his his were worse than mine. <laughs> so, all right, all twenty two. Let's rock and roll. Hold on, real quick. Let's let's do this. Brian Scott Rippey's podcast, The Rebel Report. Yes, he needs questions for tomorrow. Give me a question to ask Brian Scott. BSR. That's the only BSR I do business with these days. Like anything. It can be anything. Yeah. It's kind of like an ABC kind of deal. Kind of so. like that kind of deal. Yeah. Gosh, man. Um. You put me on the spot. I'm doing it right there. now. Let's do it. Uh, Overcome, improvise, adapt. Favorite, favorite red that you covered when you were on the beat? I don't know. Your favorite red you got to cover. You covered while on that beat. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's the first. I don't know. That worked? Yeah. I'll come up with one for myself. Do you want to start these all 22 at the top or at the bottom? Uh, let's go bottom to top. Start, 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 start with the guy we got the least faith in. All right, I'll let you, you kick it you off. You like then. that? Yeah, sure. That way, by the end, it's nice and pleasant. Yeah. We get all the, the bad stuff out of the way first. Yeah. Who's your Who's your number 22? Uh, a senior. Oh, yeah. Uh, that has been in the program for quite a while. 
uh, who may turn out to be good. But between the fact that he was injured in the spring and the fact that he's basically never contributed and now he's probably going to be a starter, I'm not saying he's not going to be good, but I have the least confidence that he's going to be good. Kendall Jones. Okay. I mean, that's very fair. uh, I'm not saying that he can't be really good, but when you've been in the program for as long as he has and haven't contributed, and you come into the season on an injury, so you didn't play much in the spring, I think you're going to start because I keep hearing your name. I'm just saying that there's some... There has to be some faith grown there. Yeah. Right now, I don't have much. We've been talking about it for the past few weeks. It's just so rare for a redshirt senior who's never really contributed to make a starting position run. Yes. And so, yeah, I get that. He's he's low, he's low or high, however you want to put it on my list as well. But for me, this this is sort of unfair. I, I, I will preface my remarks with this is a little unfair. But I will see Osiris Mitchell dropping that pass against Florida until the day I die. I, I can't I can't get that memory out of my head. So I can't. He's number twenty two. He's my he's my, he's the guy. Because I mean, I don't have any faith in that guy right now to go out and make the big catch when it needs to be made. I just don't. I I can there are some there are certain plays in this world I've never been able to let go. The 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 Ole Miss ninety seven egg bowl, uh when they then they went for I can still see it. I can close my eyes like it was yesterday and still see it. Um uh, the Kentucky basketball game where Chuck Hayes is it Chuck Hayes? I think his name was tips the ball in and, and the last second and then you know silences the crowd or the same with uh, the little the Arkansas Little Rock when uh, they tipped in that ball against the final. I can still see it as, as as vividly as it just happened. So that's one of those plays. I can't I can't I can't believe in that guy until he does something to change my mind. Let me ask you this: Is there a chance he doesn't start? And you yeah. have Zuber and. Yeah, I didn't. And, even, I didn't even really. Gosh, I didn't think about Zuber to be honest with because you. Because I did, and I put him on my list. Okay, I I didn't think about him, and I did not put Osiris Mitchell on. Then my that's list. probably a better choice, to be honest with you. You're probably better off. I forgot about Zuber. So so anyway, okay. Twenty one. I got Dorian Parker. Okay, this, it's sort of the same thing with you and, and Kendall Jones. Now Parker's just a junior, but I don't know anything about this guy. And you know, when you think about backup offensive lineman, I mean, he didn't play a whole ton last year. I don't. I don't remember. You know, not so much as another guy who I got a little higher up on the list did as a backup. So I just don't know a whole ton about him. So, you know, this is another one where in a couple of weeks or, you know, in a month or so, when we've seen some games, he could easily be one of the better players on this team. I just don't yeah. know right now. Yeah, you'll see with my list as we go forward that I've clumped a lot of the O-linemen together just because it may not be a fair thing. I, don't know, I think it is kind of fair. Like, State's offensive line generally just works out. Like, it just does. There had not been a whole lot of times you know through the last few years that an offensive lineman you're just like oh he's terrible get him out of there kind of deal i mean it, yeah. it just doesn't happen much so you're right Duran parker is not a guy that you just have a ton of faith in because you hadn't seen just a lot but i, I don't know i give state o-lineman kind of the benefit of the doubt a little bit um uh, this isn't fair either because mm-hmm. he's a guy that's played a lot this is your number 20 yeah 20 well, it's top 22, so this would be 21. Right? Oh, I thought you already said you're I'm sorry. I'm not. Uh, Go ahead. I, I stuck both of these interior linemen at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, so it's not fair. Probably Lee Autry's played a lot. Wow, okay. I, have, I, have faith, I got him a little higher. I have faith that he can be good. It's just that that interior of the defensive line to me is the biggest question mark on this team. And so I put both guys at the bottom of my list. I just felt that was kind of the the fair thing to do. 
because it is my biggest question, I just lump kind of both guys together. So it may not be a fair thing to do, but I have Lee Autry at 21. Okay, that's fair. Uh, at 20, who do you have at 20? I'm sorry. Uh, I get into those wide receivers a little bit now. Okay. I, I put Dedrick Thomas there. Oh, wow. Okay. I have him a lot higher. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Why, why, again, why, why so low for Dedrick? Well, because I think Zuber, I have a lot of, I think Zuber can come in here and be a star yeah. a little bit. I mean, it, a lot of it depends upon Tommy Stevens. Um, but I think Zuber can come in and, and be the best wide receiver on this team. And, uh, I just really feel like Gidry, I was high on him going into last year. And I feel like that, that Gidry can come in this year, another year in that JUCO system. For, for me, that second year for a JUCO guy, a lot of times you see, just see things click, man. And, and so I have I have faith that, that Gidry is going to be a lot lot better. I mean, he's got to fix those drops. You, you mentioned Osiris's drop. Well, I mean, I can remember several, for, a couple for there for, for Gidry, too, that were big. But um, And so anyway... Gidry isn't much higher than Dedrick Thomas here, but I, I just kind of had to start somewhere. And of the three wide receivers that I put here, and like I said, I put Zuber. I, I didn't have Osiris Mitchell on here. I have right. Zuber, Gidry, Thomas. Right. He was just the guy that I put here. 20 is where I have Kendall Jones. Okay. That's where I've got him put. So everything you said about him applies to me as well. At 19, Tommy Stevens. Just because I don't know. You know, I, I've seen the, the highlights and. I honestly think that this is a guy that if you say, if I do these again at the end of the year, could be a top five guy, to be totally honest. I, I, I don't know why I'm believing in this guy, but I am. I really think he's going to have a big impact at Mississippi State. But for today, for August you know, 2nd, as you're listening, he's 19th. You know, just this is where I'm going to have him. So that's, that's where I've got him. Who do you got in 19? That's fair. Um this is a guy I'm going to have a couple of these guys where it's like they probably should be a lot closer to the top of my list than the bottom mm-hmm. but you know if I want to be really fair with this I was kind of trying to you know get through my list and there were some guys that like I hadn't written yet and I was like well if they hadn't come to mind yet then I'm just going to put them down here closer to the bottom so it may not be completely fair but I do think that for me Again, this is a guy that maybe can be higher, but I have Marcus Murphy here. Really? Okay. And it, he's played some, but he's still he's still, he's still young, and I don't know. To me, they kind of seem to want to make him a jack-of-all-trades a little bit. Kind I would have had him on offense, to be totally honest with yeah, you. Yeah, and so to me, when you try to do a little bit of it all, and maybe yeah. you should be on offense anyway, Yeah. there was another guy on this team that was a highly recruited guy. Mm-hmm that State just seemingly could never really figure out what they wanted to do with him. His mm-hmm. name was Jamal Peters, yeah. and he didn't end up doing much of anything yeah. in his career. No, I agree with and, you. And so, I mean, He's Marcus a free safety Murphy, this year. Murphy is after being at the Star last year. I think he's a good enough athlete. Yeah, though. and he may turn out to be a superstar. Um, I'm, not, I'm not... I mean, these guys are starting at an SEC school. Keep in mind, as you listen to these lists, these 22 guys that both of us are saying... Are guys that we think are starting for an SEC school that expects to win what in the neighborhood of eight games at least. Yeah. So I mean, all twenty-two of these guys are good. Yeah. It's not me dogging on Marcus Murphy, you know, right. to have him. Well, this I mean, these low. guys are SEC starters. Yeah. You know, they're they're, uh, they're so, good players. But, but it's just between the the combination of youth and seems like they kind of want to move him around a little bit. Yeah. Is he going to play that some has offense? You concerned, it, I just got you. a little bit. Yeah. I think he's done with that offense. But I, I honestly, I would have had him on offense from day one. I just I think he's an explosive playmaker. I saw I saw enough of him in high school to know that he can do things with the ball in his hand. But whatever. 
Uh, for me, 19 is where it ends in terms of I have questions because I just don't know a ton about them. Now we're getting into players that I've seen play, and uh, this is just where I would rank them. And I have Lee Autry here at 18. Uh, solid backup for MSU last year. Yeah. Showed some flashes, but that's all we saw. You know, And he has the toughest job in the whole wide world. Yep. He's got to replace maybe the greatest defensive lineman in the, the school's history. And one of the greatest in the state's history. Yeah. I mean, and just an absolute monster. And that's that's tough for anybody. It would be tough if Lee Autry was a five-star guy himself. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that takes us. Who, who do you have at 18? I got Gidry. Okay. Got Gidry there. Um, it's just tough for me to have a lot of confidence in 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 the wide receiver core. Yeah. And it it's saying something that the for me, and, and you guys out there may not agree, that I think that the guy that just came in uh, – is probably the best of the bunch. And maybe that's just because he's a new face that excelled at Kansas State, you know, and no one here has really excelled yet. So it may not be fair because, you know, Zuber's got to come in and learn a system too a little bit. So it may not be fair that I've got Zuber above, you know, all the other wide receivers um, mm-hmm. on, on my list. But I've got I've got Gidry here. Okay. Uh, at 17 is where I have Marcus Murphy. Uh not not that I'm uh, not that I have the issue. I don't have the same uh, qualms about him that you do. Yeah. Uh, but but for just for me, he's the guy of the starting group that played the least, and you know he was a true freshman last year. It, he he could take a huge jump this year. He could end up being. I, mean, I know the talent is there. I know he's a fantastic top tier athlete. Just got you know just got to get snaps. But for me, that's where I've got him. I got him at seventeen, and then I have Gidry at sixteen. Do you, have I given you your seventeen yet? No. Go ahead. Seventeen, Dorian Parker. Okay. For, for a lot of yeah, what you said basically. All right. I have Gidry at sixteen. Here's the thing with Gidry for me, anyway. You saw a couple of flashes last year. You think about that Texas A&M game, and he had what three catches for like 140 yards. Had that ridiculous long run and catch. Had that great catch in the end zone. He he he's got the tools. So. If I play the game of well, Fitzgerald just wasn't limited as a passer, then I have you know logically it would follow. Okay, Gidry's a talented guy. He was rated where he was rated. He's got to he's got to maybe with a better passer he can take a step forward. Yeah. So that's just where I'm going to go with that. So I have Gidry at 16. Who do you got there? I guess I was on an O lineman kick here because I put Greg Island here. Okay. Um, switching sides of the line. Yeah. Which you know, that probably doesn't matter a ton. I mean, he's playing tackle. Um, still kind of the same concepts, just on the other side of the line. Um, I think Island's pretty good. He's had, you know, he's been starting some, that, I, but I, I have him lower here basically because there's a lot of defensive guys <laughs> towards the top of my list. And so I'm a little bit, you're, you're going to see some more here before long, but I'm kind of on the O-lineman kick here. And this is where I had Greg Island. Okay. So I have Island one step up from you. I okay. have him at, uh, at 15. Uh, I think he's better suited for right tackle, though, to be totally honest with you. I think he's going to do really well there. Um, so I have him there. And then at fourth – oh, yeah, 15. Go ahead. Who's your 15? Uh, my 15 is Tommy Stevens. Okay. Um, again, a guy that may should be higher um, based upon what he might might can do, but there's that word, might. We, we haven't seen it. You know, we think we know what he might can do, but we don't know what he can do because we haven't seen it. So uh, at this juncture, that's – it's just where he is. So, so for me, he's he's my number fifteen. Who do you got at uh, at fourteen? Fourteen is a guy that, if Tommy Stevens is what we think he and, and many hope that he is, might be higher. But for now, I've got Farad Green at fourteen. Okay. 
because, uh, I mean, I, I expect him to be a bigger part of this offense. Okay. Or at least projected to be. And if Tommy Stevens can get him the ball, mm-hmm. well, then he might should be higher on this list. But right. so far, we haven't really seen the tight ends be all that involved. And so it's tough for me to put him just, any higher. Than we can that. just clip that out and replay it for the last 10 years. Yes. And, and yes. that's not for Rod's fault. No, no, no. So uh, right now, you know, based upon what we've seen, I, I've got him at 14. But okay. if they use him as much as they kind of say they are, he might end up a top 10 kind of guy. Right. We did this again later. I've got Maurice Smitherman at 14. I like, I like Smitherman. I thought he was really solid a season ago. Um, really gave, you know, defenses some, somebody to think about. You know, that they couldn't just throw away from, from Cam Dantzler. Uh, his interception in the Egg Bowl was one of the most spectacular plays of the season uh, last year. Just a great, great play. And I think he's got a great attitude. Great, you know, this is another, this is a guy who's a redshirt senior, sort of like Kendall Jones, but he's, you know, he's made a bigger contribution, so we, I, I feel better about him. But, you know, just had a good attitude the whole time about it. You know, has, has been a guy who's he's moved around a little bit, he's played some safety, but he's been a good player. So I, I like Smitherman. I got him at 14. At 13. I have Tyree Phillips. Me too. Well, there you go. Um, what I saw from him last year in the backup role, I was very impressed. Uh, and, and obviously the coaches were too, because not only did they start him, but he, they, they moved Greg Island to right tackle to let this guy have the left tackle and protect the quarterback's blind side. Yep. So obviously, you know, the coaches are seeing some of the same things that you and I saw there. Um, then at 12, I got Jaquarius Landrews. Well, we were trying to get a streak going there. Well, I was just, I was seeing if we and you had the same guy. We don't. Yeah, I like Landrews a lot. I thought he was really, really solid last year. Uh, he had to play a good bit, obviously, when Brian Cole went down, and, and then when he got hurt, you know, they, that's one thing I like about MSU's safety position, which we'll talk about, I think, in two weeks, uh, is that all those guys got a lot of reps because people kept getting injured last year. Yeah. So even with Abram and, and McLaurin gone, you've got a lot of experience there. Uh, Landrews is a, a guy who can – Working coverage, but he's also he's a really good blitzer. Man, he's got a good both of states safety all state safeties have a feel and an ability to blitz and rush the quarterback. Yep. I like that about them. So Landry's is who I got at twelve. Who you got at twelve? I actually have a guy that probably might end up being even higher. Again, is I feel like I'm underrating some of these guys a little bit here. Brian Cole Bebe, right here at twelve. Okay. Because I'm a little concerned just because he's coming off of injury, so we didn't see enough of him, I don't think, to 100% know this. But I, I kind of think he could be a Jonathan Abram-esque impact. And if so, I've really got him underrated here. Um, but but I, right for now, um, until I see otherwise, I've got him at number 12. All right. Who's 11? Uh, number 11, Marquis Spencer. Okay. Uh, coming off a year in which he was hurt. Um, really underrated player, yeah. in my opinion. And but I think he could be really good. Yeah. So uh, him being hurt all of last year kind of hurts my confidence level just a little bit. But mm-hmm. I I still think we saw it. We've seen enough to know that he's good. I agree but, with but that. But for now, we're I've got him at eleven. He, he he's a guy who could easily be one of the top players on this team. One of the top players in the conference. The talent yeah. under there at eleven. Hey, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> I got Farad Green at eleven. There you go. You know about Farrat is you know what you're going to get. Yeah, he's going to be a good blocker, a good leader, and then when you throw him the ball, he'll make the catch. You know he'll be reliable. Yeah. The what, question is just, are you going to throw are you him, throw him the, ball? the ball? And can he be a little bit more yard after the catch kind of guy? Yeah. You know, it's great to catch the ball and move the sticks, but can you turn some of these seven, eight yard passes into fifteen, sixteen yard passes? So you can do that. Take the next step. This offense can be a lot more wide open. Yep. Uh, and I have Marquis Spencer at ten. 
There we That's go. That's who I have there. So who do you have? At, you're at 11, right? I'm at, I'm at 10. My okay. 11 was Marquis. Okay, who's your, who's your 10? My 10, who may be overrated here. But I think that State is going to show a commitment to try and get big plays down the field. Okay. And so here's where I have my number, my, my highest-rated receiver, which I told you earlier, was Zuber. Okay. He, he's 10 here on this list, which, like I said, may, may be high. But I just think State's going to make an attempt to try and, you know, Joe – told us when he had his chalk talk with us that he'd definitely have a 500-yard guy this year. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, Zuber, with Is everything he's done, he, he may be that guy. And so, um, yeah, okay. that, that's why I have him as high as I do. All right. Number 10. Number me. 10. Uh, who do you have at 9? Jaquarius Landrews, who we've already talked about. Yeah. I got a lot of confidence in him. He got hurt a little bit, too, last year, yeah. but he was solid when he was in there. Really good. Um, And so that's solid. I like the word solid in sports. You, yeah. It's kind of like you kind of know what you're getting, and yeah. I feel like you know what you're getting out of Landrews. I do. I agree. Capri. So I have Dedrick Thomas at nine. I'm a little bit more high on him. I thought that he, he was MSU's most reliable receiver. Didn't drop a pass all year. You think about MSU and the, the problems they've had with drops – so for like, for it seems like the past five or six years, and he didn't drop one, and you know, just reliable, reliable guy can make some things happen after the catch, uh, and you know, has given some special teams big plays here and there. Did you promise a player I like? So I'm gonna go with not him at nine, and then at eight for me. Oh, you're at nine now, aren't you? No, uh, 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 Landrews was my nine. Right, at eight, that's where I have Brian Cole, baby. baby. <laughs> What I saw from Cole last year before he got hurt, yeah. he was on the way to being a star. He could have been the Jonathan Abram. Yeah, could have been. Uh, and is, is he is he's he's got all the talent in the world. He will be really really good for MSU uh, in 2019. Who do you have at eight? You got Big Stuart Reese. Okay. Uh, I like Stu. I think I think he's a good solid offensive lineman. Moving inside, and I think for him, moving inside makes him even better. Great move for him. Yeah, I, I feel just 100%. a just a road grader. I feel a ton of confidence that Stuart Reese is going to be. He's a junior, just right? fine. Yeah, I think that's right. You're talking about not a lot of guys. He's going to be in a four-year starter mm-hmm. on the offensive line. Those are like gold. You don't get that very often. Um, so it's, it's that's where I have him. I have him at seven. I have Stewart at seven. I, I like. I, said, I love the move inside for him. Yeah. I think you know, he 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 did okay at tackle. Don't get me wrong, but I think he was made to be an inside, an interior lineman, a guard. Yeah, and he's. I think you know. His best shot at the NFL is, is through that. I think he's got a good chance. Uh, who do you have at seven? Smitherman. Okay. Oh, okay. you're, you're high on him. Yeah, I, I like I like both of these corners, okay. Smitherman and, and Dantzler both. I just maybe it's maybe their swagger wins me over a little bit, and that that Buckley swagger too when he talks about it. Maybe that wins me over. Maybe that's why they're as high on my list as they are. Um, but yeah, I just like Landry's. I, I feel like he's he's solid, and I. I after what this secondary did against the pass last year, they didn't allow explosive plays at all. Right. I just feel like that's going to continue with this crew. And, I, yeah, I, I'm high on, like I said, basically the entire secondary. Okay. Um, and, and so, yeah, Smitherman's here. Who you got at six? Got my guy, Willie Gay. All right. Starkville Starkville High. zone. Yeah, and like I told you going in, he's my number six, and he is number six. Uh, and also, I guess you can make a case he may not even be a starter. I mean, Leo could start over him. Right? I think Willie Gay's going to start. Um, but I just, quite frankly, have more confidence in Willie than I do Leo. because the last It just depends years, on the just, situation. Are they going 4-3 or are they going 4-2-5? 4-3, yeah. they're both going to start. Yeah, that's right. Um, so. But anyway, if there's only two linebackers starting, I, I've got Willie Gay here. I guess it could be Leo. But I just, I like I said, I have more faith in Willie. Just yeah. because of the last couple better years, athlete. Leo, you just don't know. And Willie, he is a better athlete. And to me, 
you could just see the growth from his first year. Oh, he took a huge jump to, last, to last year. year. Yeah. I mean, towards the end of the year, that Alabama game stands out as, yeah. as one where he just yeah. stole the show. I think he could be really, really good, yeah. and potentially. And this is saying something with you know Cam Dantzler's of the world, everybody on this defense. I think he could potentially be the best defensive player on the team. Wow. Okay. Uh, at six, I have Chauncey Rivers. That's where I've got Chauncey. I, I'm a big believer in him. I keep coming back to the fact that he was going to start in 17 with that great defense there until the academic stuff cropped up. Yeah. He was going to, it was going to be him and, and, and uh, Rivers, or him and Sweat. And so he just sort of got lost in the shuffle behind because Sweat emerged and became what he was. And then you had Gary Green there. And he just sort of, you know, but when he played last year, he was good. And I think, I think now that he's going to finally be getting starter reps, he's going to be a guy who's going to push for double digit sacks. So I got him at six. Uh, and then at five, I have Daryl Williams. As do I. All right, then. And I've got Chauncey at four, so you've okay. already kind of talked about him. So just yeah. to go ahead and get ahead a little bit. Daryl Williams, I mean, you use the word solid. There's no more solid football player on this team. Yeah. No more reliable player. You know he's going to be there every play. Uh, I think the move to center will be fine. You know, uh, It's going to be a quick adjustment for him, but he's smart enough to figure that out. And the right attitude for an offensive lineman, and by that I mean he's nasty. Yep. He likes to block. He likes to get after it. So for me, Daryl Williams is really, really good. And then you had who at four? I had Chauncey at four. At four. Okay. At four, I have Kylan Hill. Um, honestly, if if Brian Haydad had been calling the plays last year, he might be number one. Yeah. Because he'd have gotten a lot more carries. My, my, he might only be this low because I'm not 105% sold that Moorhead's going to give him the ball the way he should. Yeah. But that's where I've got Kylan. Yeah. Who do you got at three? Cam Dantzler. Okay. Uh, I think you, you got yourself an NFL caliber corner. No, no doubt. There. No question. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I guess that just goes to show how high I'm on, the, on my number one and two on this list. But uh, yeah, I've got Cam at number three. He, he's gonna he's gonna lock his side down, and he may not lead the team in picks or nothing like that because they may just not throw to his side. But he's gonna be darn good. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. Uh, at three is where I have Willie Gay. Uh, I'm a big believer in Willie Gay. He's going to be a star. Uh, he, like I said, he. You, I agree with you. He could become the best player on this defense. Um, just super, super talented. A guy who you know can stuff the run, blitz, rush the passer, but also do things in coverage. He, he a linebacker that never needs to leave the field. That's what you got in him. Yep. At two is where I have Cam Dantzler. Uh, I think we probably have the same top two if I had to guess. Uh, well, my Dantzler is my three. Oh, is your three? Okay. Yeah. So Dantzler is an NFL corner. He is cut from he is cut from the same mold as Jonathan Banks uh, and Will Redman, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you can't if you throw near him, you're just asking for trouble. Uh, I hope Smitherman can give him enough coverage. I think he can. Um, he, he he just erases half of the field. Uh, I'm excited to see him this year against the top receivers in the conference. There'll be some good matchups. He's a, he's a potential first round NFL guy. Yeah. You have I assume you have Kylan Hill here at two. I do, I do, okay. uh, and. Yeah, uh, could could be a just a number one here, but I, I'm really confident in my number one. So I didn't want to do that. Plus the fact, like you said, who knows if he's going to get yeah what he sh- on talent. This guy should be number one, number um, two. Yeah. So a- anyway, I, I've got him at two, and I, I know we both got the same number one. I think that was an easy pick. All right, number one is Errol Thompson. Yep. I mean, that's just there's no question, no question about it that that was the guy that. I mean, leadership, intangibles, hard-hitting talent. Talent. Another guy, another linebacker that doesn't have to leave the field. Nope. You know, and stuff the run, blitz, 
get after it on, on everywhere. I bet Errol Thompson for some guys is going to be one of the. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if he goes pro after this year. But mm-hmm. if he doesn't, and he's back for his senior year. Mm-hmm. He's going to be one of those guys for a lot of teams around the league. It's like, has he been there for 15 years yeah. kind of deal? Because he played so much as a freshman. Maxim Magazine used to have a team of, of players like that. You yeah. know what they called it? What's that? The All-Madkin team. <laughs> I'm not making that up. <laughs> it was named after Wayne Mack. Yeah. Guys who were just like, oh my God, he's, he's still, still eligible. How is that possible? For, for me, you know, The guy for me like that was a basketball player at Ole Miss, Jason Harrison. I swear I, he was there in 1983. I mean, that kid played forever. Who's the uh, a guy for me like that is uh, – what's his name over at Alabama, basketball white guy? Uh, Riley Norris. Riley Norris. He's gone now. He's finally I feel off. like he's been there Paul for Jones's 15 years. Paul Jones' favorite player. Yeah. Yeah, he was there for a long time. So, yeah, they, they, those guys are out there. Yeah, people are going to be asking that. Yeah, people, people are going to be saying, oh, God, Errol Thompson is still there at State? How is that possible? Yeah. Because he's been good the whole time. That's our All-22. We'll get to my thoughts of yours. Uh, tomorrow on the uh, tw- the Twitter, the Twitters on the uh, Thunder and Lightning S- Strange Brew Coffee House uh, poll question. All right. Uh, oh yeah, speaking of players, for you know, and we'll talk about this guy next year, I guess. Cole Smith, we'll count him as a recruit because he's going to be counted as a recruit. Yeah, uh, has transferred in from LSU center out of Pontotoc, Mississippi. You might remember his recruitment a little bit. Uh, you know, people thought he was going to be coming to Mississippi State. His dad played at football here at Mississippi State. Uh, he ends up going to LSU. Decides to leave after his redshirt freshman season, and now uh, will return. You know, home, I guess, to uh, to Starkville will basically be a gray shirt, if you're familiar with that that terminology. He is going to be a walk-on this year. He will be eligible to play in 2020, and then he will be uh, on scholarship and, and ready to go in 2020. But this year he's ineligible, but he can't practice with the team. Um, I, I can't fault getting a former four-star center and you know, Daryl Williams is leaving I was next say, year. It works out perfect. Yeah, it, this seems like a, a perfect fit for for all parties involved. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I I don't claim to know the ins and outs of why he went to LSU and things, but it almost seemed like he should have just been here all along. You know, it really does feel that way. You know, and, um, and, and that's the way the recruiting process works. But yeah, it, it just is what it is. But he's here now, where his where his daddy played and starred, and uh, yeah, I, I think this is a good fit for him, and it's a darn good fit for Mississippi State. Can step right in possibly and and try and win that center job when Daryl Williams is out the door and just I don't know it just works out good. It's really interesting the success state has had with the transfer market this year, uh, and some of it has been connections. I think obviously there's a connection with Cole Smith, obviously there's a connection with Tommy Stevens, and there's one with uh, Corliss Waitman, the punter who was at South Alabama yeah, when Joey, Joey Jones, Jones was there, but no real connection with Alan Love and no real connection with Isaiah Zuber. They just went out and got it done. Um, that to me is promising because it's promising. But is this the new college football too? This like, is the new college football. Is it just there's going to be transfers, and you need, you're either getting them or you're losing them. Yeah. And right now, state's getting them. You know, and state will probably lose one here or there. But every year, you know, once signing day is done, you got to look at your roster and go: Are we still weak somewhere? Do I need to go find somebody? Because there's players available. You need to go out there and get them. And and, and to me, it looks like Joe Moorhead is ahead of, a little bit ahead of the curve on this. While a lot of other coaches are whining and crying like babies about it, 
Morehead's going out there and just like, oh, I'm just going to get the players. Yeah, well, it is what it is. You know, I mean, like, this is now the world in which Joe Morehead coaches in. You might as well take advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Unless, until the rules change or something else. I mean, if you can go out and get a guy that, you know, former four star guy that wants to come to your school and you think he's a fit, take him. You go know? get him. Yeah. I mean, you know, it'll it'll benefit you sometimes, and I'm sure at some point State's going to have some guy that is going to jump in the transfer portal that will hurt them to leave. I mean, yeah. it's just it's the, the nature world of the in which we live yeah. now. And, and like you said, right now State has by far taken advantage of it instead of being hurt by and it. And State has signed far worse players than Cole Smith. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, even if it doesn't pan out, you didn't lose anything. And you just don't, so... Yeah, the, the thing that happens here is, again, he counts toward the signing class. That signing class continues to stay... Correct. Very full. Correct. All right. So don't forget, if you follow, uh, you're on Twitter, at Sports Talk Miss tonight, you'll see video from practice. You'll see video uh, when we talk to Joe Moorhead. Uh, go to supertalk.fm for all my thoughts on, on the first day of practice. I fully expect Moorhead to name a starting quarterback. So we'll get that out of the way early, and we can all move forward with our lives at that point. Do you think so, Joel? What if they, on that Monday when we talked to Tommy and Keaton? It's just like one of those. Yeah, I know they're screwing be, with us. Either like they they paper rock scissors for it, or yeah. they arm wrestle for it, or just do something stupid. How great would that be? You know how, how many people? Would you know tune what they in, should do? How many people would tune into your super talk live feed if it was oh, like a thumb you know wrestling? They, you know what they should do? What, what's that? Hell in a cell. <laughs> <gasps> oh, yeah. we can make it like one of those scaffold matches since it'll be on the upper a level. Scaffold match, uh, like, like the, like the, the Skywalker, upper, yeah, like the Road upper, Warriors and Midnight Express. Yeah, it's oh gonna my be, gosh. it's gonna be the upper level of the seal complex, so yeah. they could just one could throw one up. could throw the other off that balcony. But you know? he's not he's not on the team anymore at that point. He's gonna break a leg. You know where like Paul Jones' kid tried to drop his phone from that time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. Just throw. Just throw it out. One quarterback is tossed over the the ledge. I like it. No, I don't like it at all. I don't like it either. I wouldn't be. So we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. Or on Monday's show, though. We'll we'll get the more we'll talk about more Eds and what he's got to say. Plus anything else that happens this weekend. Next week, looking ahead, uh cornerback position breakdown. Uh box score should be We're going to should be LSU. Uh opponent preview will be Kentucky. Um and then SEC preview. I think we've got one more East school to get, and then we'll be uh, we'll be getting caught up. So I guess it's Kentucky next week. We'll do a lot of Kentucky next week. We'll do we'll do a lot of Kentucky. We'll do a Kentucky day. Yeah, big rival, big huge rival. Play them every year. Talk about that on uh, tomorrow's or on Monday's uh, Thunder and Lightning. Guys, have a great weekend. Back with you uh, very very soon for Joel T. Coleman, Woo! and the T stands for practices tonight. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.